What's good people, it's David and you're listening to the Lead Your Legacy podcast, the show that inspires you to live your best life and to lead your legacy. On today's episode, the football and the Premier League is back, so I'll be merging my two loves of teaching and football and talking about how football inspires my teaching. This episode is for anybody with a passion for sports, leaders and managers, coaches, of course teachers or anybody who has some responsibility for other people including parents as always your legacy and i thank you for listening so let's get into this episode how football inspires my teaching ronaldinho said i learned all about life with a ball at my feet now my first teaching and leadership role was as a football coach it was tough Managing a team whose only victory in three years was because the team didn't turn up. On top of the fact that the first match I watched of them before I took over, they lost 21-0. But it was also an excellent canvas for me to learn a lot of practical tips that I have adapted for the classroom. Point number one, have a philosophy. Spresatura is the level of skill which I aim for in terms of my teams and students to achieve that they will be equipped with the skills to both learn and educate others in a seemingly graceful way, but as a result of diligence and purpose. Johan Cruyff said, soccer is simple, but it is difficult to play simple. The same could be said of the abstract, nuanced and complex content within citizenship and religious studies, that while being a human is supposedly fundamentally simple, it is difficult to do simply. Having a philosophy, a way of teaching is paramount to developing strategies, routines and tactics that help to make what is difficult about simply learning simple. My philosophy is about helping my teams or students win at life, to be equipped to deal with the highs and lows that come from within ourselves and our interactions with the world. I call it ACE and it includes things like stoic based lessons objectives, routine tasks for specific subjects and better yet, it's continuously developed developing to improve my ability to communicate complex techniques or content in a simple way that enables my students progress and attainment. Point number two, formations are the equivalent of seating plans. Great coaches have a philosophy, a way of playing. Having a philosophy of how you want to teach or play needs to be supported by a strong sense of routine and identity, often found in the setup and formation of your team or classroom. You have to know your players to get the best out of them. Do they have visual impairments? How are your routines and expectations supported by your formation? You also need to get them to buy into your philosophy to see that it's the best way for them to express themselves, grow and achieve their goals. I have an e-seating plan, conference style that lends itself towards debate, teamwork and support. I know which students will flourish at the back, which students have visual requirements to either sit closer or further from the board, I know which students require further support from me and which students are better stimulated towards progress by others. Putting people in the right places to prosper is an essential part of any formation and the same goes for seating plans. Point number three, working with mixed abilities. Jose Mourinho said, you don't teach Ronaldo how to shoot, you teach him to be part of a team. The research on setting slash streaming which is, for those who don't know, is where you put 
you make classes based on their abilities so you might have a top set which is supposedly filled with students who are have really high ability and you have bottom set which is basically students who are struggling which i get if knowledge is power it must be teamed with the wisdom to wield its power responsibly in service to others i have key stage three students who will never have to relearn how to use peel as a structure for their writing or articulating their thoughts as long as they live they will however have to learn how to use that structure to communicate and advocate for others or even support others in the classroom to get up to speed there is some truth in students sometimes finding it easier to learn from other students allow the students who don't need to be taught the skills to learn how to be responsible to share to work together and overall help the team in a class to prosper not at their own expense but to achieve our goals Point number four, Ubuntu. I am because we are. Trust. As an Arsenal fan, watching Martin Keown explain how there were some times he felt safe as a defender to not concede a foul because he trusted David Seaman to make a save, who was the goalkeeper, lets me know how much they had to they had learned to trust each other. I have a set of values that don't change for either my teams or my classroom. And they are trust, support, growth integrity and unconditional love and respect of those trust is the hardest to instill and maintain but once it is achieved it is a glorious practice to observe trust is the key to the goal of any absent leader any teacher who is needed cover and every parent um, as their child growing older that you can lead teach or be present without actually having to say anything or be there Trust comes from an understanding between your team or class that they need each other to succeed, to excel, to fulfil their potential and to believe in the individual and unified goals they have. Trust was the first thing I learned to instil and battle with as a coach. It was trust that in my first three matches as their manager earned a team that had never won a game to win three wins in a row. It was ironically an inability to trust that led them to a dip in performances. Micromanagement removed all self-belief in me as a coach and I trusted my mentor enough to speak to her about it and she said something I have never forgotten. Trusting them is trusting yourself. It echoes of Patrick Lencioni's quote that every teacher and leader has to ask themselves first in pursuit of progress and the heart of any storm crisis. Do you trust your team or your students with your job? I work to make sure that I can trust my classes and my teams when I'm not there, that they know the routines and expectations we have in place to ensure their success. Next point, I think it's point number five, don't quote me. Maximise their potential, not yours. We were trained, uh, we were training one weekend when I was doing the football, doing simple kickups, and I found myself getting frustrated at the lack of technique, my technique. After a conversation with my mentor, I realised that I'd been trying to train 22 boys to be like me, rather than training the 22 boys to be the best version of themselves. I now take that same principle into my classroom. When students come up with novel or innovative ways to achieve the desired goal, I encourage and applaud it. I will even share it if it helps my students to complete tasks expeditiously. My job as a coach and a teacher isn't to create insecure clones of myself, but to encourage the confidence, techniques and authenticity within my students and players who will rely on these when they are inevitably challenged by life. 
Next point, victory comes from harmony. If there is one compliment I have valued from some of my observations, it is that students feel safe to express themselves and contribute in my classrooms. Victoria Concordia Crescit is the motto of Arsenal, the football team that I love and support. It simply means that victory comes from harmony. That doesn't mean that my classrooms are free of conflict. The nature of my subjects, which are citizenship and religious studies, invites debate, differing views and opinions and the differences of beliefs. The key is prioritising each other's right to an opinion, right to have our own beliefs, respecting the courage it takes to speak and most importantly, prioritising our learning. Unconditional love and respect are paramount here to maintain peace. I often find in my teams that this conflict, open, resolved and respectful, is good for a team where trust is also nurtured. It's why my teams and students have generally achieved the goals that they've set out to achieve. Next point, representation matters. Whilst on the tour of the Emirates with my, my now wife, but then fiance, asked me, why did you begin supporting Arsenal? I simply replied, Ian Wright. Ian Wright was a player I went to see with my dad in my first ever football match. It was Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. And he was an example of black excellence, an elite football footballer who embodied hard work, faith, and most importantly, authentic expression. I now try to ensure that my team and students see themselves in my sessions and classes or see themselves, sorry, in sessions and classes. Whether it's their race, sexuality, gender, social economic background, faith, or if they're neurodiverse, I try to ensure that my students see themselves, if not others, in my classroom via stories and pictures in my lessons, and especially when it comes to what success looks like for somebody like them. The next point, SIG. In a book called Winners by Lester Campbell, there was a key here that SIG stands for Strategy is God. Referring to business, cultural and footballing greats, Campbell highlights the need for goals to be set and strategies to be agreed upon and tactics to be refined if teams are to succeed. Whether it's a promotion for the team, graduating, your impact to a career, setting goals that reflect our growth and complement the vision and mission of your team is important. Working in education means that the goals may change from year to year, but they have to be set. The strategy is key because it helps your team and students to prioritise and ask whether an action or task is going to move them forward, which is great for behaviour and management um, of students and supporting the personal professional development of your teams. Next point, relationships should be prioritised before knowledge. Carlo Ancelotti wrote in Quiet Leadership that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. The value of relationships and the skills to build them was arguably one of the most important principles to learn during my teacher training. It's true, learning what your students care about, investing time into them, makes your life as a teacher easier. Jose Mourinho told Harry Kane to go home to spend more time with children, Ferguson allowing Ronaldo the time and space to grieve the death of his father at an important time in the season, our managers showing that they care about their team. We build relationships in different ways. The likes of Bielsa and Benitez are managers who are distanced but available. Ferguson, Pep and Klopp are known to be more hands-on people managers. What it won't be is perfect for everyone. What it will be, if you put the time and effort in, is easier to instill your knowledge and support them fulfilling their potential. Next point, two types of players that nobody wants. 
I once heard a quote that said, there are two types of players that no coach wants. A player who only does what the coach asks and a player who doesn't do anything that's asked of them. As a person who values strategy and control, I'm glad I learned this early as it meant I was able to appreciate those who wanted to innovate and use their initiative to either express themselves, learn, or make a difference that fulfilled our goals. Making my classroom an environment where the extra mile was not compulsory, yet celebrated and supported, as well as trying to exemplify the actions and benefits of initiative and innovation to support my students. It's nice when students come in and are not only willing, but will help with resources and preparation of their own accord going the extra mile. Next point, you're more than a coach. My first leadership role was for an under 12 football team, the one I spoke about earlier. The first tip I was told about being their coach and effectively a leader is that I'd have to be more than just a coach or manager. This helped me prepare for my eventual landing into a school and a classroom because on paper, I'm a teacher and a tutor. But in reality, I've been a counsellor, a therapist, a diplomat, a cheerleader, an advocate, detective, dietitian, and more. People management and knowing what my students are and how they need me to be the best version of themselves was hit and miss, but I'm glad I've learned. Finally, prepare them for the pitch. Footballers are tested and proven on the pitch. Students are tested and proven by exams. Like the pitch, exams and assessments are the theatres of disappointment and joy. But what remains is that there is an opportunity to win. Another game will come, another test will come, and they need to be prepared. I take the attitude of, if we train how we play, then we'll play how we'll train. This is to help with the transition of lessons to exams and even lecture halls in life. Students have to trust their teachers with their progress and potential. They need to feel equipped to handle the pressures of exams and the stresses that life will inevitably throw up. If you prepare them when they are young, even when they are older, they will find solace, safety and strength in your teaching or coaching. Well, that's another episode done. If you've learned something from this episode or the Lead Your Legacy podcast in general, then please subscribe like or rate on your preferred platform and for those of you on spotify why not take part in this episode's poll thank you for tuning in and remember to lead your legacy